0: So a few weeks ago, I led a letter retreat here at Well Springs um, for couples. And we were right here in this room. And one of the exercises that we worked on was in goal-setting, where the couples had the opportunity to, you know, think into the future a little bit and set some goals for themselves, maybe for themselves personally, individually, as a couple or as a family. Just a little time to think about their dreams and aspirations. So this morning, I'd actually like all of you to do this with me right now. I would like to get in your head, you to get in your head, a goal that you have. Some, something that you're reaching for. It doesn't need to be some grand scheme. Something really simple and basic. It might just be that you want to get the lawn mowed this weekend. Or it might be something like, oh, I I want to get a new car. Just some goal in your life. Got it? Okay, good. Make it concrete. Make it something real. Now, what I invite you to do and what we did in our retreat is I want you to identify the underlying quality of that goal. What does that thing, that aspiration represent for you in your life? So, you know, may be, maybe that aspiration is a new car, but what does that really mean for you? Does it represent success or per- perhaps just security, you know, a nice, good, reliable car? Or perhaps it has something to do with wanting to connect with your family through going on these wonderful road trips, something like that. So take a second, think about your goal, and now think about try to name at least one underlying quality of that goal. What's behind it? All right, now if you can, peel the layer back one more. And what's the underlying feeling of that? So again, if it's the car and it's about success, what is it about success that I'm after? What is my heart calling me for? What we're trying to do here is to get what lies underneath these aspirations of peeling back the layers until we find the heart of it. This has to do with being attentive to what our lives are calling us to be. Because you know what? We may never get that car. We may never actually take that vacation, they take that dream trip that we've always wanted. But if we know the heart of what we desire, what we may find is that we've achieved the underlying goal nonetheless. So our film this week is called Safety Not Guaranteed. How many saw it? Wow. That's about three more than I expected. (laughs) Safety Not not Guaranteed, I got to tell you, uh, Ken wasn't really hot on me doing this movie um, because he figured that was three more than he expected, but that's okay. Safety Not Guaranteed was a really small film that was released last summer, and it starts out with this simple premise, and I think I have a slide of it, we'll see. Um, it, It starts out with this ad, and it says, wanted someone to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. <laughs> I've only done this once before. Safety not guaranteed. And I think I'd love this movie only from this premise alone, right? This is about the most fascinating premise that I've ever heard for a movie. It just opens up all sorts of questions and curiosities and possibilities. So it's this quixotic and bizarre ad that spurs three reporters, and I think I've got a slide of them. We'll see. <laughs> three reporters from a Seattle magazine to seek out the person placing the ad and to try to find out if, if the person placing the ad is serious or delusional or both. And here's our, here's our reporters. And eventually they track down this guy. His name is Kenneth, and we've got a slide of him coming up here. Um, And Kenneth is this very quirky, pretty endearing, very paranoid, and hopeful clerk at a grocery store. And as it turns out, he's serious about being able to time travel, and his capability to do so is left in question all throughout the film. So in an attempt to figure out what is going on with Kenneth, there's a young, disaffected reporter, the young woman in that f- prior photo. Her name is Darius, and she pretends to a- answer his ad. He doesn't trust her at first, but eventually they sort of develop a working relationship, and they train for the tra- time-traveling mission together. So the central idea of this movie really has to do with regret. Regret we learn that Kenneth wants to travel back in time to rescue an old girlfriend. And while Darius is mm, doubtful about the ability to travel back in time, it turns out she also has a wish. She wishes to go back in time and rescue her mother. You see, both of these characters carry guilt and a sense of responsibility for the tragedies in their lives. And both are painfully alone and think that if only we could fix this one part of their past, things would be different, and they would be whole and happy. So this thing about time travel, <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea of time travel, especially going back in time, you know, going backwards in time, is, has to do Every time I've read about it in books and seen it in movies, it always seems to have to do with some deep-seated regret. Somewhere embedded in the dream of traveling it back in time, there's this underlying disaffection with how our lives are in the present. And if only we could go back and change that one thing, everything would be better now, right? And this is what I call the trap of regret. Now, that's not to say that regret isn't a real feeling, it's not a, it is a real emotion. Certainly, there's mistakes we've made, relationships we've messed up, people we have lost, things we have said and done that we'd like to take back. I have a few of those. I have a lot of those. So regret, which is this feeling of sadness or disappointment over something that has happened or been done, you know, it is a healthy response, Okay. It's an emotional acknowledgement that we have hurt or been hurt by something or someone. In and in itself, regret's not really the trap. The trap is holding on, holding on to that regret such that it becomes the thing that shapes our lives, shapes our story, shapes that story that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And that story becomes the truth of our lives. And we start to live into the story in which the only way that we can experience peace or love or family or authentic relationship is to go back in time and somehow change the thing we regret. So in the film, Darius, uh, the reporter Darius and Kenneth are seeking, I think, a deep connection to another human being. And for Darius, it's so that she can be happy. What's underneath that is that so she can be happy at last. And for Kenneth, I think it's a little different. His, his seeking a deep connection with another person is really has to do with him feeling worthy. And the open question is whether or not going back in time has any bearing on the current feelings of happiness and worthiness. Now I'll tell you that the movie leaves the question of time travel wonderfully ambiguous. If you're looking for an answer, not going to get it. Part of why I love the movie. But I will stake my claim on the fact that time travel's not going to happen. That's impossible. But more than that, I say it's even unnecessary. It's unnecessary because if we understand, if we are present to the why at the heart of what we are seeking, as we did with that little goals exercise we did a few minutes ago, if we know the why at the heart of what we are seeking, our regrets no longer have power over our story. They're just regret. They're sadness. They're a feeling. And we can let them go. Because we know why we are sad. We know what we are feeling. And we don't have to get stuck in the past. This is this idea of, of not being stuck in the past, I think that's one of the core pieces of good news of Unitarian Universalism, <laughs> that we don't have to live from our past, that we can be present today, and we can allow that to form our lives into the future. About 10 or 11 years ago, um, my wife Caroline and I were living in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we were doing some dreaming of our own, building our aspirations for ourselves, our relationship, and our family. And one of the things we dreamed of doing at that time was moving away from Charlotte and into the urban corridors around either like D.C. or maybe up in Boston We had visited friends in those areas. We had family close by to those areas. And there were parts of that lifestyle at the time that really appealed deeply to both of us. And it was interesting because within a couple of months of making that goal, of kind of putting that out into the universe, Caroline got offered a job that would move us. To Iowa. (laughs) Not quite... Not quite what we had intended. <laughs> now, I, you know, having never been to Des Moines, Iowa, I and perhaps we couldn't imagine how moving to Iowa would get us any closer to D.C. or Boston because, of course, it's not going in the right direction geogra- geographically. But I think there was something underneath that geographical dreaming we had. And if we had looked at the time behind our desires to move to D.C. or Boston, we probably would have said something like this. We probably would have said we, what we really wanted was a place that we could raise our children in a more diverse community and closer to family. And, of course, Iowa was neither terribly diverse, um, nor is it particularly close to our family. But if we were to peel back that layer, right, what was under that? What was under that desire to be in a diverse community and close to family? And go to a little deeper into the heart of what we sought, I think what we were pointing to is the kind of life we were called to be, the kind of life we wanted to have. And that's a life where our values were aligned with a community in which we were living, a community that both supported us and challenged us to grow. And right now, I'm I'm remembering this quote by Steve Jobs. Reverend Ken has offered this before, and I really love this. Steve Jobs said, You can't connect the dots looking forward. Okay? You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have, to trust, you have to trust that the dots are somehow going to connect into your future. You have to trust in something, whether it's your gut, your destiny, karma, life, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart, even when it leads you off the well-worn path. And that will make all the difference. So I'm connecting the dots backwards here. Ten years ago, I don't think we really understood the underlying desire to move, other than we thought D.C. and Boston would be cool, and Des Moines wasn't on the cool list. Nonetheless, nonetheless, we took a leap. We took a leap, trusting that the job offer was at the very least a good stepping stone to something else to something else that might move us toward what we thought was our ideal geography. It wasn't the path we thought we should be on, but we chose to trust, to trust our heart and follow that where it led. So what happened is that we got what we were seeking, but not in the way we thought it would look in iowa we found ourselves in a community that did align with our values a community that both supported and challenged us to grow and it turns out it wasn't about the cool geography it was about a quality of life that deeply resonated with us for us we had to let go of the how of our lives right you have to let go of the how of your lives let go of how we thought our dreams and aspirations should look And instead become present to the why, the why of what we were seeking. So this point of this goal exercise that we started out with this morning is, you know, peeling back the layers underneath the goal, finding the beating heart of it so that once you are able to be present to those underlying values, once you're present to that thing, beneath the thing, beneath that thing, what is the heart of it? The results that you are seeking show up in a multitude of ways. It doesn't have to be the car. It doesn't have to be the trip. What you're looking for is connection to your family. What you're looking for is a sense of security or peace in your life. And that shows up in a million different ways. In Safety Not Guaranteed, in this film... I think Kenneth and Darius both find what was underneath their regrets. They did find a deep connection to another human being in each other. And in that connection, they both find the happiness they sought was always present and available to them. Time travel is unnecessary. What is necessary is being present. It's being present to what we at Wellsprings here, we have this core belief, and and the shorthand we use is the burning bush is blazing everywhere. And this is a belief that the spirit or God or your life, however you wish to say it, speaks to us in our everyday, everyday experiences and relationships. And when we cultivate our awareness of that, when we really listen to the heart, when we dig below They peel back the layers of our dreams, our goals, or our regrets. We find there a beating heart of who we are called to be in this world. Here's the thing with regret. With the trap of regret, it exhausts our sense of possibility and binds us to that singular outcome. Our life would be better if only this hadn't happened. And I know, I fall into regret a lot. I fall into this trap of regret when I sense that my life is not looking the way I thought it should. And and I realize that I'm holding on to that thing, that result that I'm certain will make my life whole. And it is at that moment that I find myself mostly needing just to let go. But in those moments, I'm often afraid To do so. So As I end today, I want to share with you the words of Reverend Wayne Arneson. And I return to these words frequently when I find myself falling into regret, when I'm trying to get to the core of who am I called to be in the world, and then it turns out I'm afraid of whatever that is. And these words have become sort of my burning bush. It's what the bush, the burning bush, speaks to me. Arneson wrote, Take courage, friends. The way is often hard. The path is never clear. And the stakes are very high. Take courage. For deep down, there is another truth. You were not alone. You were not alone. Amen. Let us pray together. Spirit of life, God of our hearts, we gather again today in gratitude. We gather today in blessing. We gather today in courage and may we take that courage. May we know that we are connected to one another deeply. May we know that we're not alone. May we find at the heart that beating heart May we find there the why of our lives so that we can be present, present to the now of our lives, joyful, peaceful, and in love. Amen. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our ministry, please visit our website, wellspringsuu.org, and click Online Giving. That's Wellsprings, the letters UU, dot O-R-G. Thank you.